יאללה, let's get this show on the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of Otherwise Occupied. It's the podcast where I talk to everyone and anyone between the Jordan River and Mediterranean Sea. So how's everybody doing? I'm doing great. I mean, I'm pretty excited about this week's guest on the show. Can I have a drum roll or something? Anyway, my guest today is Tamer Nafar, widely regarded as the first rapper in Arabic. He's famous for so many things in Israel. Where should I start? He's the lead singer of one of the most popular hip-hop bands in the region, in the world, if you ask me, Dom. Uh, he's also got an amazing solo career going on. He says uh, pretty much whatever's on his mind, knowing it'll piss off a lot of people. Uh, he's never scared of the backlash he knows he's going to get. He's very critical of Israel and its policies towards Palestinians, but also has critique for Arab society and, and specifically the male gender. A lot of Israelis who aren't, uh, you know, hip-hop fans also know him well because his name pops up in the news every once in a while. Um, probably the most famous story happened a few years ago at the Israeli version of the Oscars, the Ophir Prize, when um, then-culture and sports minister Miri Regev, she walked out of the room because Tamer read a poem by Palestinian poet Mahmoud Darwish. That, you know, of course made a lot of noise. So this episode is going to be different because Tamer had... the great idea to base the discussion on his music, so we'll be hearing some of the songs, too. It's quite the feat for a technophobe like me to edit this thing, but anyway, I really hope you enjoy this one. Here's me and Tomer. How you been, man? It's good to see you. Sorry, I get frustrated with all this technology. I, I, oh, my I just, God. Oh, it's I'm horrible. not good with that. No, you're not good with it? What about me? I'm horrible with it. I'm, I'm, I, Dude, I, I, just, <laughs> I just understood ICQ. I've just literally <laughs> yesterday understood fucking ICQ. Fucking I hate ICQ. that shit. <laughs> ICQ, I remember that one. I used to use that a lot. <laughs> so when you But, send me an email with this new, what, what, what was it? What, with the uh, uh, squad cast? Like, yeah, as soon as you send it, I got frustrated. <laughs> I was like, oh. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But look, okay, so we're connected. Everything's good. We're on Zoom. And yeah. it's going to be... I did my, 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 my wife. You know, some, somebody did it for me. I just... Really? <laughs> you're, yeah. just like, you're just like me. You're a technophobe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just freaks me out. It's, I'm sure it's easy if you just give it, but I just get blocked. I, no, I so, paralyzed. Yeah. Some yeah. people just don't have the, you know, the, the brains. Mm. Anyway, so how, how, you mean, I always ask, you know, at the beginning, how, how are you doing it with, with Corona and everything? How is, uh, how is this thing affecting you and, 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 and the business? Because a lot of people that work in, uh, in, you know, in music, just, you know, they're, yeah. they're kind of screwed. Yeah, yeah, we are, definitely. It's the, it's the worst year when it comes to adrenaline, when it comes to a rush, when it comes to money as well, when it comes to... Uh, it is the worst year, but I've been feeling better for the last uh, few weeks. Um, you know, it's just, just a, a way of setting your mind in a way. 
Really? Because, like, you know, we always, we all, yeah. you know, we've, we, not, not just we artists, as human beings, we always have big ideas and targets and stuff. And I just changed my targets. Uh, like, as soon like, as I changed. What were your new, what were your new, what, I mean, like, did, was it because, like, Corona changed the way you see things now, or? No, it's just, it's just, it's not, I'm not going to make it philosophy. I'm just, mm. I was forced to. Let's, let's start with uh, we are forced to. So I was forced. Yeah. You know, as I said, we all had dreams. Mine were to release the, this video, to do this concert, uh, um, you know, adding masks to the, to the new mask, artistic masks, new light man, uh, performing in English around the, uh, you know, I started a band in, in, in the UK. So I had a lot of uh, things. And now my only, my main target uh, is uh, to stay sane. That's mm, my main that's, target, just not to lose my mind. Is it working? As soon, <laughs> to be honest, soon as I, soon as I just, soon as soon as I raised my hand from everything that I'm not controlling, I was like, okay. So your main thing is just, it's like when you're in a, like when you're in a bank, you know, when you're in a bank and and there's a robbery, <laughs> and all you need to do is shut the fuck up for like ten minutes. Just as a metaphor, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Don't don't be a hero. Don't try new things. Don't don't go Chuck Norris. Don't do anything. Shut the fuck up for ten minutes and just be alive. Yeah, <laughs> That's my yeah. own. You know what? It's, yes. it's it's amazing because we were supposed to do like some big changes in our life. My family, me, me and my wife and I, and it all kind of you know it got kind of postponed, and we were very frustrated in the beginning and everything. But then we just got to the stage where it's like you know what. It's just not in our hands right now. We just have to kind of yeah. let go and and watch until things change. It's we can't we can't do anything now. We just can't. It's it's a magical it's a magical uh, uh, combination of words. What you say? It's not in <laughs> our hands. And 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 think of it this way. It's the last thing about this fucking coronavirus. The yes, last thing yes. that I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Think about it this way. I mean, let's say that. Let's say that you have something that you hate, uh, like a, a habit. Let's say like smoking, okay? Then somebody comes and tells you, okay, so there's a virus. There's a big virus. Uh, and, it's, and it's paralyzing the whole world. It's killing people and it's killing economy. And do you want to handle it or, 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 or you can't? Or you know what? You can handle the virus. You can help us with the virus. Or you can be responsible for quitting smoking. Quitting smoking is easier. <laughs> so it's like okay, so I'll deal with the shit. I'll deal de- the okay. Shit. I'll yeah. I'll deal with this. You deal with the coronavirus. Okay. It's not in our hands. Yes, it's not in our hands. Okay, so we're not going to talk anymore about Corona. I promise. I promise. Um, you. I mean, when we when we were talking about this chat, uh, I was going to do like the usual interview that I do, but you had a better idea, which I thought was great. You said, you know what? Stick to the music and let's base it on the music and on the songs that you write as a solo artist. And I, you know, I'm going to try to do that now. It's a first for me, but um, uh, we're, we're going to try to, you know, to kind of listen to five, maybe six songs uh, that I'll be putting up, you know, later in the post-production, but, but we'll, the, uh, the, the, the listeners will, will hear it and we'll, we'll get a better view and knowledge about who Tamar Nafar is. And, and, and the first one that I wanted to start with is uh Salamia Sahbi. Um, goodbye, goodbye, my friend. I think like it kind of 
might help us understand about when, when, what when life we is. It's, yeah, but it's what? a very hardcore. When we translate it, it sounds like uh, the Spice Girls songs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, let, let's see. Let's see because because yeah. I, I'm going to read some of the some of the lines that were translated. Yeah. Um, I don't think it sounds like Spice Girls, but I, I'm sure it doesn't. It doesn't have the same feel, you know, like it does in. Um, they do have a song yeah. called "Goodbye, My Friend." That's why when you translate it, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, we're right. good. I remember it's one of their yeah. later songs. You're right. You're right. Anyway, here we go. Yeah, yeah. It goes, um, um, my friend, my dear, dying on the ground. He's got 11 wounds in his body, but I only have 10 fingers. Don't close your eyes. Blink if you can hear me. Don't throw his responsibility on me. I'm not going to tell your mother that you're not returning. I heard in a movie that the son buries his mother, not the mother buries the son. That's how life ends. His chest is heaving, falls, then rises back up. Let me talk to him. Move your lashes if you can hear this. And later on, a few a few lines further down, it goes. You know what? You, you're panicking. You say, "Where's the ambulance? Call them and lie. Uh, say they got uh, a Jew that was shot." Um, I, I mean, I thought that last line was just that. Really, you know, got to me. When I watched the video, by the way, it's 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 a very dark video. I mean, when there's 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 hardly any light in the video itself. You you really feel the darkness in it. Is this based uh, on a true story? Something that that happened that was close to you? It's based on three true stories that became uh, a one fictional character. 
Mm. Uh, am I making sense? Just it sounds like these were, these were events that I, happened and they, you kind of put no, together. It's, and, there were, it's like four elements. You have the elements of, of things that did happen. Mm. Like even, even when I was, even when I, you know, I was, sometimes I wasn't there and sometimes I heard them. Sometimes they happened even before I was born. So mm. that one. And then I picked three friends, three of my dearest friends. Like one of them, uh, one of them was shot and he died. I wasn't even there. Right. He just died. So mm-hmm. that's the guy. And there was another guy, my cousin, he was shot and it took the, uh, he, he, lit, he was literally shot on the parking line of the police. Mm. And they have a window. If they open the window and jump from the window, they would come faster but it took them 45 minutes to come. So waiting for the ambulance, it was just too insane. And for the ambulance, for the police. So I took that guy, this guy survived it. He didn't die. But I took that guy, that guy's incident of shooting, and I planted it with the guy that died. And I have a third friend who's funny as fuck. He always have, he always have, uh, he, he was a drug dealer. And he, he always had quick answers, like, like he was battling. He always had funny wordplay. Uh, he wasn't shot. Uh, he didn't die. Uh, but I like his character. So I planted it. Mm. In, so it's a combination of everything. What, what, about, yeah. what about you yourself? Did, did you have any uh, you know, close encounters with, with death growing up in Lid? Yeah, of course, man. Like, yeah, wow. I lost a lot of friends. What about you yourself? I, I mean, were, were you in danger specifically, like you? I got, I got, um, uh, I got a gun pointed at my head once as a joke. By this, okay, that I said that that this guy was funny. That was his non-funny joke, pointing a gun at my head. <laughs> uh, that was the only time that it wasn't funny. Uh, and once I got a knife, yeah, I got a knife uh, on, on my neck. Uh, um, um, to because this this guy wanted my um, cap. You call it a cap? Right. Yeah, yeah. Your your hat, your yes. cap. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so he, he took it from you, and were so. I mean, is this like what was it like? Like growing up, you know, as a child. I mean, is this a dangerous place to to walk around as a kid? Or it depends on depend on the years. At the beginning, it was just normal. You know, okay, you know. Uh, it's poverty. It's it's not poverty because everyone's like this. Mm. Uh, dad is not working. It's okay. His dad is not working. My dad used to work. Mom's not working. She's a housekeeper. Okay. His mom is like that. This guy, he have a drug dealer in the family. Okay, it's, so it's the same. But when you grow up and you see that the world is not like this, I mean, like the neighborhood near you, the, the, the Jewish neighborhood near you, it's not like this. Then, mm. then you start... Then, then, then it's different. Then mm. you see that that you deserve more. Um, um, you know, when you, uh, it's like when when you just sit in your house and then you visit your friends in their uh, uh, three million dollar uh, house with the pool. Then you come back home. Then it's like, okay, there's something wrong here. <laughs> uh, so more or less, it's just being it's basically exposed. like it's like it's like walking a few blocks and being exposed be, yeah it's crossing the street and you're a different world it is a different world at least back then mm. uh and it's just you, you know you you it's like 
we weren't exposed to our rights. Mm. We weren't exposed to rights. Mm. Like we didn't taste that uh, uh, apple, that uh, tri- that apple. Um, yeah, yeah. How do you call it in Hebrew? How do you call it in English? Not I, I think that's right. That that you, you, it's you, a that the, the wisdom tree, the, right? The wisdom, right, right. Mm-hmm. You didn't taste the wisdom tree, and then you noticed that, you know, mm. you can't find. So what, that's at the beginning. What, what? Uh, and then sorry, but then after the first intifada. And, and, and I, I say the first intifada because I see the connection. After the first intifada, where somehow Israel were shocked that is that Arab Israelis are calling themselves Palestinians. Mm. Uh, I think that the, I think that I think that what happened back then is almost what happened in the U.S. when when uh, when 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 the CIA and the White House got the crack uh, mm. into the neighborhoods, into the black neighborhoods. Uh, you, you can watch the documentary even about it, uh, Rick Ross, I think it was called in, mm-hmm. in Netflix, about the guy that uh, moved crack into the uh, black neighborhood and somehow it killed the resistance and the unity between the Black Panthers and blah, blah, blah. So I think this is what happened also here as well. And if not, if, if you don't believe in conspiracies, then I guess poverty and um, yeah. unemployment and uneducation, that's yeah. the result. So after the, after the first intifada in a bit, crime started growing in lead mm. and it became very physical and uh, it became very hard what what part did did music play when you were growing up what, did you come from a musical home i i came from a musical home but before i was born mm. <laughs> explain uh, that like when I was born, they didn't play music, no. But I understood that before I was born, my family used to be like the five Jacksons. They used to be like, um, uh, they used to, actually my dad, may he rest in peace, he claims, uh, he claims that he was the first guy to bring the electric guitar to Lid. Wow. He Amazing. says, yeah, and he had, he even says that he had a Jewish neighbor, a Jewish kid neighbor that really liked him and used to come and study him. And then that guy became famous and he played, in, uh, he was the first rock and roll guy in, the, in a band called Harayot, the Lions. Uh-huh. Uh, that's my dad's story. Uh, Amazing. I've, I've never checked it. Yeah. Uh, again, it's my dad's story. <laughs> it's Wait, so, so did you see your dad playing electric guitar? You never, no, you never saw it. No, 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 no. I, I, as I said, uh, I, I've never witnessed them. You never um, witnessed them? him and his brothers. No, and they used to do, you know, they used to. I've seen pictures of them with the drums and mm. looking like hippies. <laughs> and um, uh, actually, my dad's, my dad, uh, my dad's. Uh, I met my dad when he was already a um, hard worker. You know, mm. he used to, he used to work in boilers. Uh, right the electric heaters yeah, yeah you know even way before buildings had um, uh, elevators so right. so i remember my, uh, so i did i didn't i didn't see my dad uh, standing tall with the guitar i met my dad when his back was um, bent half over. broken right yeah and then he did a car accident and all i can remember is my dad on a wheelchair the whole time oh, of his oh. life so that's that's basically and but but all of my cousins that's the funny thing all of my cousins they all play instruments they all 
And my dad used to always try and make us play instruments. And everything with keys and technology, I just fucking hate. So we didn't touch anything. But we became the, the most famous musicians, not just in the family, in Palestine. Because we met, because we met hip-hop. So. Yeah, so tell me about, I mean, when did the exposure to hip-hop come? When, when did you first hear it? And when did, what turned you on to that? I, I guess I guess we I guess we met hip hop before we knew it was called hip hop. Uh, I was a big Michael Jackson fan. Oh, same here, by the way. Yeah, uh, not sure after that movie. Um, no, leaving Netherlands. By the way, I don't know about you, but I, I I have this thing now where uh, if he comes on on my Spotify or on the radio, I turn it off. I don't. I don't. I don't it's listen. it's very yeah. It's it's just you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a hard, it's 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 a hard thing to say. Yeah, it is. It's a hard. But anyway, back this, to... who was it? <laughs> yeah, um, this comedian who was it? I think I can't remember who, who said I only listened. He he said that Michael used to. Okay, it's not funny. It's not. No. Funny. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. I'm sorry, funny. No. don't do it. No, no. Don't go there. Don't quoting, go there. Yeah, I was quoting someone. No. Uh, so he had this song jam, I think. Jam. And he had this amazing, yeah, jam, jam. Here come the man, hot damn! And right. now I can tell you that he, he that he featured the heavy D in it. Mm. Um, so for me, I like that guy speaking fast. But I was listening to Michael Jackson, right. but not him. But right. I, I knew about that. And then Criss Cross came, and then the Fresh Prince of Bel Air came. Oh, uh, Will Smith. Uh, yeah, of course. But but I didn't know it was hip hop, uh, and. So MC Hammer came. Uh, I used to listen to other stuff. I used to listen to boy bands, and uh, you know, I, I never, I, I, I never. Then the, the song Informer came, uh, Snow, and he had. Oh, right. I think, I think I think he featured uh, uh, MC Shen. Was it? I can't yeah. remember. But I think that was like that was very big in Israel. It wasn't like big in the states. Uh, Informer. It was like it was a very strange song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was big in the world because it was just got remixed. It just got uh, like a year ago. It uh, was remixed. I really? think it was big in the world. Yeah, it was remixed. It, it came back and they actually brought Snow again. He looks mm. like 50 years old singing, but he's still fresh. Uh, so anyway, I didn't know. I, so I didn't know. I was listening to boy bands and, you know, whatever came in the radio, I used to like it. And Coolio came, you know, with that song because it was... Oh. I, I I think I I think I think I was listening to hip hop only when it only when somebody featured it in, in the mainstream, right? You know, and 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 an Ethiopian friend neighbor of ours, uh, a Jewish Ethiopian, he's like, dude, you should listen to this guy. He's, he's called Tupac. It's like, yeah, whatever, man, bring it. And he brought me a few cassettes and i wasn't good in english but i got a few words and i got hooked in one of the songs and it just you know i i, I this is the best thing i used to hear hip-hop all around uh, uh but when i heard tupac i literally went and i there was an uh, back in, in, in uh, back in 97 maybe 96 after he was shot like in 96 i think there was only this one place, 98, I can't remember, an internet in the library. In, um, there was only one place with the internet, I think. Mm -hmm. And Tupac's song made me go to that library for the first time in my life. Wow. 
where they do homework and I <laughs> copied because they had a printer and internet and I copied his lyrics and I went home with the dictionary and I just and you practiced and you did it and I practiced English that's wow my first good words in English was I think money over bitches <laughs> so basically like you started rapping in English I mean you were you were rapping yeah I started rapping in English I started writing in English you started that's writing between, really you were writing songs in English I started in English. I did. I start. I started in English because it made sense. That's that's how the mechanism worked. And you were that's, performing. That's what I ate. You were performing in English. No, 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 no. I did. I did. I did two shows. One in my birthday and one in my brother's birthday. Oh, okay. So when did you move? Nothing serious. When did you move to? To I mean, there's also a stage when you were in Hebrew, right? When you when you tried. Hebrew. Yes, a, a friend of mine brought me this article. Uh, about Jewish Jewish rappers performing in Tel Aviv, mm. and I went there uh, to perform in English. And I was, I was like, "Dude, they doing it in Hebrew. I'm, I'm gonna beat the shit out of them. It's, it's <laughs> bullshit what they do." And I was shocked from the quality. Mm. I didn't perform. It's like I was shocked from the quality. I, I mean, the first time it was yeah, good quality. It was. It was. It was. It was Technically, it was very good. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not talking about the lyrics now. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I, you know, it's the first time in my life that I step into a club. You know, normally they don't, they don't allow us in clubs. But I called before that because I want to perform. So I called, so they wrote my name. So it was, and I, I did it, and I was like, my name is TN. That's what I called myself, untouchable. I used to call myself untouchable because, uh-huh. as I said, Lid, Lid City was the biggest uh, drug market. And I wanted to get rid of the crime. So I called, you know, the Martin Scorsese movie, Untouchable, the yeah. fighting. So, 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 so I went there and my name was written. If I went there as a, as, as a visit, as, as somebody, for, they wouldn't let me in. So it's just, I came in and I just didn't perform because the delivery there, the flow, I was first time in my life in a club, in a hip hop club. Wow. I was... So it made you go back home and, and like do your homework and, and, and like improve yourself. I started in Hebrew. Yeah. I, I started the, yeah, I, I brought a few, I bought a few CDs there. So I started feeding myself with Hebrew flows and at the same time writing in Arabic. Well, how old were, I didn't you, have a how old were you then? Uh, maybe 17, 18. Were you, were you something. thinking, I mean, were you thinking that's a young age? Were, were, were you thinking back then about the, I don't know what to call it, symbolism or something of, of a, a, an Arab guy from Lid trying to rap in Hebrew? I, I was, no, I was, I wasn't that political back then. Mm. And some of the things that they said were, um, you know, were, were uncool and racist. But I came from the fuck you hip hop. So I, 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 I so, so, I, I wasn't listening as an Arab. I was listening as a rapper, mm. somebody who knows the culture. Right. You know? So wait, I, um, yeah. But ahead. then I grew up, I grew up and I knew that in the culture, a white man cannot say something racist against black people. So there was no fucking way that I was allowed them to let them, but it doesn't matter. I, I was there hypnotized. I didn't give a fuck about, but I was hypnotized. The first time in my life I was and you know, most of my friends I use, even the Jewish ones, when I used to tell them about 
Tupac uh, or, or Mob Deep, they, they, they didn't know nobody. I was researching everything. Uh, they didn't know everything. It wasn't amazing, but I went there. Not that they only played Mob Deep and underground stuff, but 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 not not. It wasn't a big. It was hardly seventy people. The the, the Israeli yeah. also hip hop wasn't that big. They were singing the lyrics, so I it was beyond for me. It was beyond Arabs juice. It was just wow, amazing. You know? So take me take me like do me a little fast forward here to from that stage to when uh, your band Dom is formed. How did that happen? It was it was during that time. It was during that time because when I went to that club, uh, uh, I was only in English back then, uh, and I was throwing a party in my hometown because I had this English EP. Um, and my friend brought her brother, and her brother, you know, he also told me that he likes hip hop and Tupac. And it was very rare back then, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, yeah. that. So we clicked and it took time. Uh, I, I think a year after we really, I think a year after we did something in Hebrew, we started doing in Hebrew. Uh, and at the same time, it took me time to develop. I, I, I learned rapping in Hebrew faster because mm. I had references, as I said, Interesting. I had references. Interesting. It's not. It's not about the language. It's about the flow, the delivery. There's a lot of techniques inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, he, so it was made in Hebrew. I listened to it, and there was a lot of good rappers that they did it in Hebrew. So, it helped me. But I knew that I had rely on myself when it comes to Arabic. So it took me time to develop the flow and the metaphors and the punchlines, and to understand how to crack those small things in Arabic. And and of course, you guys became so Arabic came. Go yeah, go ahead. First, first ones in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. You have that title, the first, yeah. being the first Arab rapper uh, in the middle in the world, yeah. basically in the world. Which kind of brings me to to the next. You have Alger- you, you you have Algerians and Moroccan doing hip hop before, but ah, it's not the okay. Arabic. It's also it's it's in between Berber French and uh, you know. Well, I want I want to move on to the to the next song because uh, and we're, that we're going to listen to a bit. Uh, but it's not, I don't know if it's very representative of what Dom has done because it's in English, but it, it's one of the ones that I, that I like a lot. Uh, I fell in love with a Jew. Um, and, and I'll just, re- <laughs> I'll just read a little bit of it. Um, I'm in love with a Jew. I fell in love with a Jew. Her skin is white. My skin is brown. She was going up. I was going down in the elevator. No electricity between us. There was electricity. Was it meant to be? Could she be the one? Her name ain't Janie, but she's got a gun. Uh, by the way, I love that. Aerosmith uh, reference there. Um, yeah. Do I speak Hebrew a bit hard for me? Yeshavoda uh, means you got a job for me. Does she speak Arabic? She said a word or two. Walk if you batuhak means freeze or I shoot. Mama, I have bad news. I was stuck in the elevator with this hot chick. Sit down, Mama, sit down. Because your son fell in love with the G. I'm in love with the Jew. I feel in love with the Jew. Her skin is white and my skin is brown. She was going up, up, I was going down. I'm in love with the Jew. I feel in love with the Jew. Her skin is white and my skin is brown. She was going up, up, I was going down. The elevator, no electricity. Between us, there was electricity. Was it meant to be? 
Could she be the one? Her name is not Janie, but she's got a gun. Do I speak Hebrew a bit hard for me? Yes, I've done it. You got a job for me? Does she speak Arabic? She said a word or two. What if your batochak means freeze or I shoot? <laughs> she felt suffocated. I felt that the elevator is bigger than my house. House. She felt sweaty, so she got ready and she changed her blouse. Ouch. I had to make a move soon. Looks better on you. The green don't suit you. She was cool. She made a move too. She said, without the sniper lens, you look cute too. I'm in love with you. I feel in love with you. Her skin is white and my skin is brown. She was going up, up. I was going down. I'm in love with you. I feel in love with you. Her skin is white and my skin is brown. She was going up, up. I was going down. Some nightmares, she shared her dreams, and I shared She wanna be a pilot, search the sky, my dream is not to be searched Every time I fly, be ambitious, she said If you want, it's not a legend, her tell said it while standing on the balcony For shizzle, I said, I'ma use that saying Soon as they allow me to build their balcony Build a house, invite you to my room Play in the home, but have a band Um, kultum, and boom, I will take you to heaven All she heard was boom and heaven I said 69, she heard 67 All I wanna make is sweet love But if you wanna make tough love too For a change, can I be the one to handcuff you? I'm in love with you I feel in love with you Her skin is white and my skin is brown She was going up, up, I was going down I'm in love with you I feel in love it's it's just I mean first of all the video is amazing it's just hilarious and I have to I mean Thank the you. first the, the the first question I got asked is uh, did you did you ever fall in love with a Jew? Uh, Wait a minute no, you're, take, you're I, taking I, time to answer that? <laughs> no no because I'm 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 remembering the I'm remembering uh, the the way the song happened and uh, it's not I couldn't fall in love with a Jew because I. I don't fall in love with Jews. It's just the geography. <laughs> Have you ever fell in love with an Eskimo girl? Have you ever fell in love with an Eskimo girl? No, because you're separated geographically. So I ah. Well, why did you why did you decide to do this in English? By the way, what what what? How did it start? We we uh, we were in we were in Utah. Uh, uh, our, uh, the movie by J- J- Jacqueline Saloum, Slingshot Hip Hop, was uh, accepted to the Sundance, mm. I think around uh, 27, 20, uh, 2007, 2008, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And we had a big ass house there in Utah in the middle of the snow for like two weeks. It was amazing. amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the staff was, were all, you know, uh, you know, good people were like, they were like mostly atheists, but you know, some came from a Jewish background, some from a Muslim background, some from a Christian background. We were all under one title, art. And we all lived in a house and you know, there was amazing Jewish girl with us uh, from New York, Ora. She was, uh, she was part, a big, a huge part of the, uh, she's a hardcore Palestinian activist and she was a big part of um, what do you call it, of, of the movie, Slingshot mm-hmm. Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just, we just, just, there was a song, I think, I 
think by R. Kelly. It was so funny. It was just by R. Kelly. It was like, uh, I'm in love with a stripper. It came out. <laughs> and then we used to just sing. Uh, you know, when, when I met the Lebanese guy in the, in the morning, I was like, I fell in love with the Lebanese guy. When we met, when we met uh, even there were, we had deers, you know, deers in Utah. Yeah, when we yeah, saw yeah. a deer, we used to sing. I fell, I fell in love, love with, with the deer. deer. <laughs> That's, that was it, basically. I fell in oh love. I fell in love with a closet. Whatever you used to. <laughs> okay, okay. And I fell in love with a Jew. I fell in love with a Jew. And, and it sounded so musical because it fell in love with you. With okay, a Jew. with a Jew. And this joke just... And it worked. It worked very well. It was, a, it was amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing video. That's too. the story of it, yeah. <laughs> That's the story of I fell in love with you. But the, but the yeah. band, uh, Dom, has become such a... A huge success, um, and I wonder, you know, how do you how do you balance, you know, between the band and and the solo career? You know, both of these uh, paths are, are doing very well. Um, it's very hard. Um, I cannot say that we are succeeding to do that. To be honest. Oh, okay. Uh, well, if it's, it's a touchy, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to go there if it's too no, touchy. No, 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 no. Actually, between the dynamics, it's very good because Mahmoud have his solo career, Sohel have his solo career, Maisa have her solo career. So it's understandable between the all of us. But it's it's un, it's not understandable uh, among the crowd. Like when I go to perform uh. with them, they want me to sing my solo songs. And when I go performing solo, they ask for damn, damn songs. songs. That yeah. is not there. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it's yeah. just a mix-up that we are trying to. I hear you. I hear you. So yeah. I have some. I have some kind of cliche questions. So so I apologize in advance. You know about the creative process. I, I don't. I, I very rarely get to talk to an artist like you. What comes first? Is it is it the lyrics oh, or the music? Uh, there's there is no there is no one absolute thing. There's no. Isn't it? It's different each time. It's different, yeah. Is it different, yeah, by the way, like, when you work as a solo artist as compared to when you're in the band? Is the process different to me? With the solo, uh, with, with myself, when I work solo, it's easier. Mm. Uh, when I work with the band, it's more challenging. Mm. It's more complicated, more challenging. I'll give you an example. Like when we worked on our last album, Ben Hanna Wamana, um, uh, there were like four opinions. You had three vocalists, me, Mahmoud, Maisa, uh, and you had Itamar, Itamar Ziegler, who, 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 who did an amazing job and produced the whole album. He doesn't speak the language. Right, right. But he have a musical opinion. Like if my verse is 16 bars and it's very good lyrically, I sing four bars, First of all, it's me, myself, Mahmoud, sitting exactly here. We spent the whole year here uh, with wine and shisha and, and, and you know, munches. Sounds fun. Just fighting and, yeah, fighting and writing. <laughs> fighting and writing. Uh, yeah. Um, and it, it, it took us like three days to finish a song um, mm. after fighting and arguing. Don't say that. No, we should say that. And Maisa, Maisa is not a writer, for example. She's, she's the musical part. She's like, if I write something for me, but it doesn't work musically, she's here to fix it and make it work musically. Mm. And, then, and then for her as a woman, if you want to make a feminist song, I think of an amazing line, but she doesn't like it as a woman. And then right. you're going to convince her that it's good, but you, <laughs> you don't want to do that. that. You are a man. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm telling you, you learn a lot. I'm, I'm, you I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, honest. So then, then you learn a lesson. Yeah. You know? uh, you is it, is it, so it's just, it's just take like three days. Then we go to the studio mm. to this Itamar guy 
And I go in, I have like 16 lines. I'm so happy. And Maisa and Mahmoud are happy. And I go in and I rap one line, two line, three line, four lines. And Itamar stops. Wow, this is amazing. Now Maisa should step in. And it's like, no, it doesn't make sense because it's written by me. Oh, okay. Then you need to go home and, wow. and, and fuck with the lyrics. again. So it's very, it's very challenging though. It mm. makes you, it, it, it makes you, it makes you, it makes you understand that there is something more important than, than, than the talent of writing. It's the talent of deleting. Mm. This, is, this is very, you know, deleting lines. It's just very hard. At the beginning, you feel like you are cutting nail, uh, cutting your fingers. But oh, then yeah. you understand you're just cutting nails, just yeah. shaping it. Well, as, as a journalist, I can, I can definitely sympathize with that because, you know, because editing, editing is a very difficult process, especially when you're yes. writing stuff and you have to edit yourself. It's just like, it feels like every word is holy uh, and, and you're so connected to it. But uh, yeah, I totally, I totally. Yeah, so get that's. That. Um, but I, I want you talked about the fighting and the writing, and I wonder about other inspirations. Here's another cliche question, if I may. Does, does, do broken hearts make for, you know, great inspiration for, for great songs? Happy hearts as well. It's just, mm. when you, everything, everything is an inspiration. Mm. being in prison is an inspiration and being in an amazing island swimming with with sharks is an inspiration it's mm. it's the inspirations are just uh inspiration is 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 just the spices around you, you the, right. the artist is the real uh, the artist is the meal the, the rest is 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 uh, you know yeah so and inspiration needs to be taken inspiration needs to uh, to you know, we need to understand that inspiration is, it's not about I'm writing and I cannot write. It means I'm writing, I'm done writing, I need to eat lyrics. So now it's time mm. not to write anything. It's time to watch documentaries. It's time to read things. To disconnect. Comes, yeah, and then... To, to, to eat, yeah. It's just yeah. burn calories. And so, yeah, it's just, I think everything should be an inspiration. Mm. We're going to get a little more political now. How How difficult is it for for Palestinian artists uh, to get their work out there. I mean, are you are you trying not only as a solo artist but also as Dam? You know, are you trying to be heard on Israeli uh, radio, or is it more important to be you know is it internationally recognized and or in the Arab world recognized? First of all, uh, it's easier nowadays because everyone have his own TV. Uh, company like YouTube and these things, so it's yeah. easier than before. Uh, of course, it's important for us um, to be in the Arab countries because that's our. This is the language, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we speak, and mostly this is who we direct our lyrics to. Um, you mean when you, when, you, it, when you're writing? When you're writing, you're thinking about how other people in the Arab world are going to, to, to listen to this. That's what you have in mind. A lot of our songs are social. Yeah. A lot of our songs are social from women, minorities, you know, women rights, uh, um, and, and, uh, LGBTs, um, you know, 
about loving yourself, about not being, you know, about the violence that we suffer from. And yeah. of course, we have those, believe me, the political things that we wanted to say, we already did it in English and in, in, in Hebrew. Believe me, I did it in Hebrew, don't worry. Uh, but but I, I noticed that most of our songs are more, I think they are more social. I, 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 there's no way for me to measure it, but I think it's more, more I think it's, when you, say, the Arabs. when you when you say more social, can you explain that? Does that mean you're you're trying to shed a light on um, I don't know on religion on, on on how you know the Arab society lives here in Israel? Or I mentioned I mentioned I mentioned women rights and LGBTs. I just mentioned yeah yeah yeah. Like, for example, uh, okay. Can you hear me? Yeah yeah yeah. Let me let me I ask you this because it's it's basically you know. Mm-hmm. You've had you've had throughout the years you've had some. Uh, I'm kind of losing you. Yeah, I got you. Okay, you've had throughout the years. I don't know if I should call it, you know you know trouble basically trouble from I think maybe both sides of of from Israeli I don't know authorities shall I say um, and maybe from you know people in the in, in the Arab society in the Muslim society. Can you can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Um... Which one first? I mean, any specific first, incidents? Okay, obviously incidents. the first thing that comes to mind, I think that most, at least people that live in Israel know about is of course what you're, uh, you're somewhat, I to call it battles, I don't know, with, with the culture, former culture minister. Yeah, uh, with the media thing. thing. Yeah. But, but you, the whole uh, Miri Regev incident, I mean, okay, you know, let's, let me, let me tell, tell the listeners what we're talking about. Um, Miri Regev, a Likud minister. For, now she's the transport minister, but before a few years ago, um, she was the uh, culture and sports minister. There's a famous incident when um, um, you were at the uh, Ophir Prize ceremony, which is kind of like the Israeli uh, Oscars. Yeah, the Udi Aloni movie, Junction 48. Junction yeah. 48, which we're, which we're going to talk about pretty soon. But um, you were uh, on stage and you were reading a poet, you know, a poem, I think, of uh, Muhammad, uh, Mahmoud Darwish. Uh, and she she walked out, uh, but that's not the only incident. There've been other incidents, you know, from from uh, Israeli authorities. Uh, but you've also, like I said, you've also had stuff, you know, from from the other side. It's kind of like you're, you know, between a rock and a hard place. I think from from both sides. So maybe you can tell me a little about that. How that is. The one with the Miri Regev thing. It just happened when the Ophir when when they offered me to come and perform, uh, and I said no. Yeah. Um. I I back then Junction Forty Eight was um, winning all the awards around the world. It was the best uh, picture in in Tribeca, uh, the uh, the fan, uh, the crowds best are uh, in 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 Berlinale. I can't remember the name, but yeah. it was winning all the awards around the world as the biggest ones, like the best movie, the best. Uh, and when it came to Israel, they they gave it. Uh, uh, like best actor, best music, best makeup. They just gave it to us. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't even say. They didn't even care about the story, about the narrative. Mm. It just made me feel that. It made me feel that okay. So that's that's the difference between the left and the right. The right. Mm. Uh, the right wing says that. Uh, uh, you know, the right wing want to say that all Arabs are terrorists. For example. And the left wing wants to say, no, not all of them are terrorists, but they both agree that they both should tell the story. A Jewish guy should tell the story, my story. Mm. 
And here you have a Palestinian narrative told, told by a Palestinian guy because I did the script uh, with Udi Aloni, of course, and Ori Muverman. But, you know, the whole story was a Palestinian narrative. And it wasn't us. It wasn't a Jewish guy writing about us. You know, it was us writing about us. Yeah. And he was talking about the Nakba and everything. So I felt that they, it's, it's, I don't think that the left is ready for that. I was like, okay, cool. I don't want to come. I'm not, uh, because they asked me to come and sing a specific song from the movie. And it was a love song, I think. I was like, I'm, I'm not here to entertain you. If I'm going to an Israeli stage, I'm going for a message. And I'm not here to entertain mm-hmm. you. And they had, they had Ethiopians performing there. I, I, I didn't like I, t- I don't want it to sound like it sounds like a, I don't want Ethiopians to perform. It just sounds like a white man wants. Let's bring a, right. a Latino guy. Let's bring a black guy. Let sounds like a you know what do you call it like a like a re, like a Big Brother reality TV yeah. show or like the melting <laughs> pot. Like, the melting pot that Israelis always try to show that like this is a yeah, wonderful melting I, pot. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't like that at the beginning. I said no. I literally said I don't want to be there. That's, mm. Okay, I'm cool. And 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 then and then a big thing happened when when the minister uh, tried to ban in, in something else tried to ban Mahmoud Darwish's books I think she did something like that like yeah and then a day after I saw that she's the guest of honor hmm. in that Ophir thing yeah. it's like okay you want me to come I'm willing to come uh, but I want to read a Mahmoud Darwish poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you should do something original. And then Udi came with the idea that we bring because when she when she tried to when she tried to ban Mahmoud Darwish's poem, it was Tirshomani Aravi. Uh, write write it down, I'm that? an Arab. Yeah, write it down, I'm an Arab. Yeah, Yossi yeah. Tsabari, uh, uh, spo- an amazing spoken word guy, right, right. came out with a spoken word, Tirshimiri, a wordplay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a wordplay. I don't, I'm not going to even try to, to translate that. It's yeah, a, it's a wordplay. But him, as a Jewish guy, he's telling her that we are Arab. Mm. You, Miri, you are an Arab by nationality, and our religion is Jewish. Like, this guy is a Muslim Arab, a Christian Arab. We are Arab Jews. Yeah. So he came out, and it's just the combination happened. Uri, Uri had this idea of uh, what if you go out uh, with Yossi and he made the combination between the both of us and we went the two of us it was amazing because y- 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 Yossi is uh, you know he's very known with his uh, queer uh, yeah, uh, spoken yeah. word yes. so it was just amazing for, for, for me to think that you know I'm going to represent everything mm. Palestinian rights and this Mizrahi guy's rights who's saying we are Arabs mm. and at the same right a queer guy uh, you know um, and you know, so that's yeah. that's what happened. And when we said we want to do that, she said no, they are not allowed to perform. And here were the left wing again, yeah, you know, backed up. And it's like uh, you know, you cannot perform. Da, 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 da. So we, I released it to the press, and they backed up because they don't, right. you know. Yeah, and then you performed. Of course, you were on stage, and she walked out, which made it a big, uh, you know, yeah. theater, uh, kind of like a the- the- theatrical I, event. Should- and yeah, it was a it was a big it was a big I story. Think of it. I don't think I yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it was the biggest story on the internet. It was the most yeah. tweeted thing. They called it even the Nafar, sto- the Nafar yeah. storm, something like that. But that's, I mean, for me, that's like the obvious kind of part of, of, of course, you know, the <clears throat> the pressures and the critique that you get. But there's, I mean, maybe for, for the less obvious is what you get from the other side, maybe from your sector. Are there people that say that, you know, you're not maybe from, from, from activists that say you're not radical enough and people that say, you know, uh, you know, conservatives or religious people will say, this guy's too, uh, he's breaking the rules. No one has, no one has said that. No one has said the first one that I'm not radical enough. Mm. I, have, I haven't heard that one yet. Mm. Uh, and the conservatives? Uh, yeah. I, yo. Yeah. They, they celebrated attacking me, attacking me last year. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the biggest story was in Emil Fahim. Right. Uh, and, well, they didn't allow you to perform, right? They they said you you can't perform. They that's 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 one of the things that uh, you know in Umm Al Fahim they 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 they, they not just Umm Al Fahim in a lot of places uh, conservative places they kind of um, uh, they they do uh, what do you call it they uh, cancel mm. shows right but for the first time in history. Uh, youth from Umm Al-Fahim somehow uh, uh, decides to uh, uh, go to court and to say, no, we want Tamer to perform. Mm. That was very, uh, because somehow, somehow when you get, a, when I got attacked, when you, when you get attacked from all sides, you do sit and you say, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Mm. I mean, there's no, no way that, but when those those young kids just went to court and they they sued the minister who's their cousin it's, it's everybody's a family there it was just something that you know they went against the chief of the tribe that's something right. that it's not ex- yeah so i kind of felt that i kind of felt good uh, to feel that you know, I'm planting. I'm not. I'm not just planting. Uh, I'm not just singing. I'm planting mm-hmm. ideology in a way. And it was very complicated for me to perform because it became very tense that that the court decided that I should go uh, and perform um, with 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 a lot of police and stuff like that. And it's not accepted. It is mm-hmm. not accepted for me to perform. In a Palestinian city with Israeli police, it's just right, something. Right. I go I go and ask a black guy to perform, uh, you know, to be protected by the police in a black neighbor. It's it just doesn't doesn't. You it's know, not right. It's not right. It does. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah, and it's not it's not what people think. Hypocrisy is. This is how you. This is how you handle your struggle by by knowing how. And, and and but of course it wasn't that the court said you are going to perform. I said I wouldn't perform. The minister came. He sat with me, and first of all they apologized for canceling. Mm. And the terms for delaying the show, we agreed to delay the show. And the terms were that if we're gonna can we're gonna do a new date. And before the show, we're gonna have a debate. Mm. Between me and the people who ask to cancel the show, wow. and to have the same people who in in in, in it's something that never happened before. To have them, uh, you know, to have a debate, a discussion, right. and it was Amazing. supposed to be this year, yeah. and Corona came. 
Oh. Well, okay, I want to keep talking a little more about politics. I'm, this, here's the next song that we're going to talk about, which I like. I'm Returning Home, and I'll read a little about it, read some of the lyrics, and we'll talk about it. You write, um, there is no home without you. There is no home without you. I dreamt that you returned to town, and the key is turning. An entire nation was expelled from its land. What language should we say this is in? And the key, this key goes in this lock. And the key keeps turning, keeps turning, and the key keeps turning, keeps turning, and the key keeps turning, keeps turning, and it keeps turning, keeps turning. And brother, you are still missing. We did not weep when we were leaving, for we had neither time nor tears, and there was no farewell. Hopeful eyes, vague horizon. I don't want ways. There is only one way. A return without leaving. The only path, the time goes by, goes by, the time keeps turning, keeps turning, and the time keeps turning, keeps turning. And the time keeps turning, keeps turning. And I'm returning home. I'm returning home where I can wash the dust of time off my hands. Returning home. I'm returning home. If you pull the land from beneath my feet, I will be falling up. Falling up, falling up, falling up. I turn off the lights. I close my eyes. I fall at home. First of all, I f- you know, I feel in some of your lyrics, like you have this thing or this tendency, I don't know, where you kind of, you lift people up <laughs> and oh, then you kind of like throw them back down, you know, to reality, to the harsh reality. A- am I right? Because I mean, like in this song, I can see that line that, you know, that kind of gives them hope and then boom, it kind of crashes back. You ask me something before, what comes before the lyrics or the, or the music? And I think it's the visuals. I think I see visuals before. I, I, um, 
I see scenes yeah. and then I translate them to lyrics, but that's yes. what I see at the beginning. Mm. Um, uh, um, you, I mean, I guess here you're saying like, if you, if you tell me about images here, there's a lot of symbolism. Of course, you talk about, you know, the keys, the keys that just keep turning and turning and turning and turning. And what, like, is it like they keep turning? It's not working. The door's not opening up. It's ter- no, it's, it's, the word turning it have a few meanings in Arabic one of it mm-hmm. uh, one of it is pass you know when you say when you pass things when you pass something on to something yeah yeah okay, okay. yeah so the key is turning uh, but the doors are not opening right uh, but the keys are turning to other hands same time so there's it's, like it's passing certain, on to generations to the next generation yeah or? that's what we have on our next that's the mm-hmm. key of return mm-hmm. uh that's one of our biggest symbols the key of return and two things are turning um you know the key and time mm-hmm. and the time is turning as well it is going on and and it's it's it took me a lot of time to write those lines because I wanted to write about the refugees, mm. but it's hard because I'm living here, and and it was a bit not. It wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't feel that I should speak about the refugees when I'm living here. You know, but it's weird for me to talk about people who left. Uh, and, uh, and 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 then I said I should talk about it from my point of view and. I feel the missing here. That, so that kind of song. that kind of connects to, to one of the questions that I wanted to ask because there's a scene in Junction 48, where, which we're going to talk about a little more. But when when you're sitting in the jacuzzi uh, with some Jewish rappers and they're telling you this story, yeah, Moshono, Moshono, and big up to Moshono, an amazing actor, <laughs> Moshono yeah. and his father as well. Uh, uh, they say. And he, what, there's this line there where he, where he says he t- he's talking about the sto- story that happens in the West Bank with the Palestinians. He says, he says to you, it's a real Palestinian. True story. True story. He says it's a real Palestinian, not like you. Yes. What does that does that kind of connect to what you were just talking a little about before? How you don't how you don't sometimes feel comfortable or no, no. But you know, because a lot of uh, a lot of uh, this this story is it's a, it's a it's it's a true story. You know, I used to live in a mixed neighborhood, and we always used to sit uh, every night with nargila and sheshbesh, me and my Jewish friends, and then they go to the army, and then things change. Mm. And one of our friends, he came from the army, and he felt so so comfortable to share with us what he did with his friends on a border. And that's the story that, that you heard. Mm. He, he was literally our, he used to eat in our house. Amazing. And yeah, and he's like, yeah, there's this old guy. Uh, we were, you know, we were, me and my friends, we were uh, uh, in the border, bored, uh, bored in the border. <laughs> that's a nice line, bored in the border. Um, and we saw this old guy and he's like, yo, you want to you wanna skip the line? Something like that. If you want to skip the line, I want you, uh, an old guy and his grandson. Uh, we want you to run from this point to this point. And the guy tried to run, the old guy, and he couldn't. And we asked, we gave him another chance. Believe me, we gave him another chance and he couldn't. Uh, the last time we tried to, you know, lift him from the ground, he just moved my hand 
So we just slapped him and his grandson attacked us from behind and we kicked his ass and now he's in jail for, for terror attack, something like wow. that. Wow. That's what he told. And I, I, I can't say, I, I felt very bad for, I felt very, for a few things. I felt very bad that I, such a human being, a, a grandfather should, should, you know, I just felt sad just seeing this grandfather going through hell. And I got my heart broken uh, that my, I just lost my friend, my fucking Jewish friend, this guy is telling me a story that I can't believe that he just did. I, I literally knew that I lost my friend now. And the biggest thing that I felt is shame because is he feeling so comfortable to tell me that story because I'm, because I'm that spineless when it comes politically? Because I don't have a... Telling you it was in the age of 17, something like that. And we had other friends there that they decided to ask the guy to stand up and run. They want, you know, some other Arab friends. It's like, what the fuck did you do? I was like, and I, I called them. I was like, no, we don't, we don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't just, let's, let's just go. And, and a day after he called me to apologize and he said, he explained himself and he says, you know, I told you the story because, you know, they are Palestinians. They are not like you. And I just didn't know how to chew it. And I saw him again and we sat. We didn't talk much, but we tried to fix things. And the third time I saw him, he came to shake my hand and I just didn't shake his hand. It's like, that's it. Fuck you. But that's the that's thing, time. Right? Because there, there are so many Israelis that, that say that since they're Palestinians. They're not like you. They just don't see that connection there. They don't see. I don't know why I have to say that. I, I would have, I, I, I react differently mm. after that. But at the beginning, you know, I was young and, you know, I just, you know, yeah. I, I didn't have, I wasn't that aware politically. And uh, I would have, you know. Yeah. Even now I'm not violent, but I would have smoked him. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, listen, let me. But let, yeah, that's. That, that, let, let, let me ask you, let me ask you this question. This is a question that I ask every guest on the podcast. Um, uh, and it's, it, it has basically two parts to it. Um, if, if I gave you a magic wand and you're wearing this magician's hat right now and you could just wave it right now, um, and take into consideration that, you know, this podcast, uh, I talk to everyone and anyone between the river and the sea and the river and the sea has about, you know, 12 to 13 million people. Experts say it's basically 50, 50, 50% Jews, 50% non-Jews. I gave I gave you this this wand this magic wand you decide tomorrow what you want tomorrow to be between the river and the sea do you want it I don't know one state two states three states four states whatever you want any any kind of thing you want and the second part of the question take off that magic hat throw away the wand and just tell me what you think you know what you know throw me back to reality what you think is going to happen I think that yes, a one state is is it's it's the right solution. Double meaning on the word right. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't think I don't think it should happen tomorrow. I don't think it should happen tomorrow. I think it's a process. Hmm. I think it's a process that should be. I I read once. I read once about amazing thing about therapy, uh, where this idea was. Uh, 
like to decide a one-state solution, we're going to have a one-state solution in 10 years. And in 10 years, we're going to work on healing. Mm. First of all, everybody who's going to die soon, like the eldest, they should come. And if they didn't live in their hometown, at least they should die in their hometown. Mm. So let's start from here. Uh, And then I think all kind of sessions between Palestinians and Israelis were, oh, I think they did it in South Africa once. The the reconciliation uh, um, talks, I think. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and do you know do you know that movie? Uh, sure, I think it, the movie. It's an amazing movie. It was nominated for the Oscars. Uh, it, it happens in Indonesia. Uh, mm. Danish guy did it. They don't see us. Uh, anyways, where where you meet where where the victims meet the oppressor, mm. Mm. and the oppressor understands in his conscience the pain that he caused to the victims the the girush uh, girush the uh, expulsion the expulsion of the stolen story not just the stolen land the stolen story um the framing framing the victim as well what we've been through it's it's a trauma. It's 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 one of the biggest trauma, and and it's not recognizable. Mm. Mm. You know, we don't. It's not recognizable, and somebody not to recognize your pain. It's it's making it even painful. Recognizing pain, it's it's a hell of a step for a solution. Yeah. And so we are. So I think that when 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 it's not that kind of peace where you force it's not that peace where you are a beaten wife and you just want to live in peace because of the kids and you have a lot of things to do so okay so i'll i'll you know he'll curse me sometimes he will slap me here and then but i'll survive it's not that kind of marriage it's not that kind of peace but it's that kind of solution where the Israelis, ever since 1948, will look in our eyes and they will see the damage soul mm. that happened ever since 1948. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just to understand it, not, just to understand the pain that you caused someone. And I think that's a process that should be done. In, 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 it's not like opening the states, one state solution, and that's it. It's there's a lot yeah, to fix. It's going to take time. Um, Junction forty eight. You mentioned before we talked a little about it before, but you wrote the, you said you wrote the screenplay, and you were no no I wrote I wrote the stro- no no I shared the stories I shared the stories Oren Muverman uh, okay and Udi Aloni made it uh, and Udi Aloni. but you were also you know you were it, yeah. the lead you were the lead actor in this movie and and personally i just have to say i thought you were amazing i mean did you have any thank you sir <laughs> any experience in this i mean how did you get even the idea of saying yeah mm. i'm going to go onto the screen and then be the lead actor i wasn't like that i, I was lucky to have udi to be honest uh, mm. as, as a mentor in this um to be honest i really wanted to add in the contract that uh, in case in case I didn't uh, feel acting, uh, then I want uh, I want to pick the actor. Uh, okay, 
And Uri was like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, man, let's go. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I was very hesitating uh, with, the, with the acting. I didn't want to do that at the beginning. Um, I wanted, but I was scared. Well, you were... It's, it's thought, different. I thought you, were, you did an amazing job. Um, I, 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 yeah, because a lot of work. By, okay. by, by the director, yeah. Great job. Uh, uh, so this leads us to our next song that I want to talk about. It's beautiful, 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 uh, Yaret. Uh, I kind of had, a, I was wondering how to like describe it. I think it's like, <clears throat> it's either the most political love song that I've ever heard or it's the most romantic <laughs> political <Yo>! song. <laughs> That's fucking weird what you say. First of all, it's my favorite song. Is it? It's my I favorite it's, it's song. It's beautiful, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. And to be honest, it's weird that you said political love song. That's what you said? You said, you said I, political well, I said, love I song? Debating, I was debating. It's either political love song, the most political love song I've ever heard, or the, most <laughs> romantic, or the most romantic political song. Yeah, when I wrote it, when I wrote it, um, when I wrote it, when I started writing it, when I saw the visual, yeah, yeah. When I that's what I saw a visual of two people kissing in the rain. Uh-huh. I saw a visual of people. I saw a visual of you know in 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 my old house the the roof used to leak the whole time. Yeah, you talk about that in the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, that you see I yeah, I remember that. I saw a leaked house. I saw what if I go to that house for a love song mm. and I and I do a kiss under a leak not under the rain, but under an, a leaking roof. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is so poverty. And it's so, <laughs> ah, you know what? And then I went, why did I laugh? When you start, then I went to Google and I started writing the most political love songs. And I started searching for political love Seriously? songs. Political love. Yeah, I did. No, I was close. I, I was close. You was the first guy to say it. I, even if I go, if I go on my WhatsApp, uh, I remember me drunk 3 a.m. in the morning sending Rami from 972 as well. Rami Yunus. I love Rami. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was like, dude, Rami, do you know any fucking political love songs? <laughs> and did he any references? <laughs> Rami, rep- I think he replied after the movie came out. Rami's always late. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No. Uh, I, I, yeah, but Rami's always helpful and inspiring. I'm not sure. And he's like, no, I don't know any. And it just took me time to... Took you time? Well, wait, here's, here's, yeah. a, few, here's a few lyrics. I mean, it's not about the... I didn't take the, uh, the leaking roof, but here's something that I think is, okay. shows a little both the politics and the romance. Um, Mahmoud Darwish wrote that we'd become a nation when the poet will describe the female body. I say we'll become a nation when the female poet will describe the male body. I write against the siege on Gaza, against those who brought us darkness. I write for the camps. And meanwhile, the love song is a refugee in my drawer. I'm a refugee on your doorstep. Remind me that oppression is a border, not a need. Take off my clothes. I'm ready to stand naked and weak in front of you. Create the demon of wisdom in me, the demon of trust, so I won't fear you, not for you. Create the demon of passion in me, the demon of revolution. I will fight for both freedom and love. Is it, Tamar, is it, is it hard not for the you? Best translation. No, it's translation. I, I took it from, I took it from it, your YouTube site, so it's your fault. But is it, here's the question though, is it, is it hard for you? No, it's, be, what was the last line? It's very important. What was the last line? That oh, the last line. Uh, I will fight for both freedom. And yeah, it's not I, it's not I, it's you. 
You okay. talking to the girl. You're talking to the girl. I fight for the land. Normally, I fight for the land. Okay? Yeah. But women fight for the land and fight for uh, being equal. Okay. So I'm telling her, teach me to be like you because mm. you fight for the land and you also fight for my lips. Mm. It's so I'm asking her to teach me. But there's this also there's also this frustration about like you want to be a romantic, right? You want to be a romantic. You want to write about love, but the reality is always bringing you down, right? That was the fight. That's that's why it's my favorite song because it was just bringing. That's the the struggle that I had. That these are the demons that I have inside of me. Mm. Um, it it you said something there that the love song. Okay, I'm, I'm talking about Gaza. I'm talking about this, and meanwhile, the love song is a refugee in my draw. Yeah, yeah. Because it comes from the first verse. Because in the first verse, I decide to write a love song. Uh, about two people kissing under the rain, but the rain reminds me of my leaking roof in my fucking <laughs> shitty neighborhood. So I don't want the love song uh, to lirativ. Uh, I don't want it to get wet. To get wet. So yeah. I put it in. Yeah, I put it in my draw. So I put it. I'll, I'll deal with the rain. I'll deal with the leaking roof now. So meanwhile, I'll have to put the, the love song in the draw, and I it will return to me later. Mm. And it doesn't return because mm. now it's a refugee. It's it's a lot of um, 
it's metaphors and symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, and it was, how much do I want to, how much do I want to sound? How much? I mean, every time I see a Justin Bieber song, everybody's like, yeah, that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. I was like, I wish I can be shallow and bullshit like this. Just, wow. I wish I can have just, a, a, you know, so that was the, that struggle. Because Are as I said before. Tamar, Tamar Nafar has a dream of being as shallow as Justin Bieber. That's your dream. First of all, I don't think that Justin Bieber is a shallow, it's a shallow guy. <laughs> I said that, that that's what people say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I like songs in general. As I said, I grew up with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's as much as it's hard for Justin Bieber to rap about Palestine. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to. So I decided to break that border and to talk about that. And to be honest, a year after I did two love songs, and one of them went. 18 million views. So, mm, uh, uh, so I, I really needed to break that border because, you know, other than, other than, than the police breaking our arms, we also get our heartbreak broken by girls mm. at, at mm. the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of girls, you know, breaking hearts, I mean, this is the song that ends uh, junction 48 where we're kind of, I think we're kind of like left hanging, you know, his, uh, your girlfriend Manar uh, is supposed to come and sing with you. Uh, on stage, but but her family is kind of threatening to kill her. I mean, in Israeli in the Hebrew media, they they call you know these murders of of, of Arab women uh, honor killings, which is ridiculous because they're they're just they're murders. Uh, you you also have a lot of critique, Tamer, for 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 the Arab society uh, in, in Israel, don't you? Yeah, as a man, of course, it's my as a man. As a man, it's your responsibility. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. As I said, you know, Israelis should see the pain that they're doing to them to the Palestinians, and I think we men should in the world. I'll do my part here in my society. We said in one of the songs that don't, that you deal with the pornography that you have, and I'll deal with the honor of killing because mm. because chauvinism is something uh, international, uh, you know, worldwide. It's a male thing. Uh, it's a dick thing. Um, so yeah, of course, it's my responsibility. It seems like you, I mean, it seems like you have a message for everyone, for Israel, for for its authorities, for Arab society, for religion as well. But I mean, what's your what's your relationship with 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 God, if you, if you have any? I don't know. I don't know if you're an atheist or if you're. No. In the movie, by the way, in Junction Forty Eight, there's that moment where where you you go into your mother's room and you ask her. For, for her to pray for you. Pray for me, like, yeah. Yeah. Is there, do you have any kind of, you know? I'm very appreciated with the, with the Muslim culture. Um, I think it brought us one of, one of most fascinating and, and uh, um, complicated uh, uh, languages in the world. Like, not complicated, uh, but complex. Yeah, yeah, um, a lot of layers, and mm-hmm. it's it's very fluent and it's very romantic. So it's something that we got from that Jazeera Arabi, of course. Um, uh, but as a religion, I don't practice, um, and you know, I I keep my um, I don't think I, I I I don't think there's a lot of things that. There's a lot of things that 
I don't like that when uh, uh, somehow in the way that atheism and and um, uh, I'm looking for the other world. Ishail Mani. I don't know what that is. Like science people? What do you call it? Oh, okay. Scientists. No, science. The corner religion. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Okay. The corner religion. It's like... <laughs> um, and I, I think there's a way... I think there's... I, it just might sound naive or just taking from a John Lennon song. But I think... You know what? I think that religion should be separated from politics. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think religion should be no middleman, no. It just should be between you and your ever go, your god or your goddess or your gods or whatever. This right. is right. This is what it, it. It has nothing to do with politics. That's what I think. I think that's one of the biggest problems in the Arab world or the Islamic world is uh, not disconnecting religion mm. from. Um, from um, from politics. Do Do you ever get to perform on the other side of the line on the Green Line and in the West Bank? I mean, what's your kind of connection yeah, sure, with? Y- y- yeah, there's, I have I mean, a show it's, on it's, Friday. Really? Where Where is it? Jericho, uh, Jericho, in Jericho. Fantastic! A drive-in show. <laughs> Amazing! Drive-in. Well, it's going to be great. I, okay, I want to move on to to the next song because this is this is I think this is my favorite song. Uh, Johnny Mashi. Uh, oh, I love that song. Yeah, Johnny Mashi, one Mashi. I love it. Yeah, I love it's it. Got yeah, such it's, a, a it's got such an upbeat tempo. I mean, you just want to like get up and 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 dance with it. But but here's what, like, what, what I kind of talked about before. I mean, the lyrics in some parts are kind of d- depressing. I think there's like somewhat hinting. I don't know at an, at an alcohol problem, a way to like you know drown your sorrows and, and and forget. To be honest, I wrote in Google. A dancing political protest songs, <laughs> political songs. Well, wasn't political songs to dance to? Wait a minute. Like this is like the second song that you're telling me that you're just googling for references to get inspiration. From. Because because you know I get that beat and I was like I get that beat. You know I was like how do I make it dancey and at the same time stay political? How the fuck do I do that? Because. And you know, I kept, I kept looking. I found a few references. It didn't help, but it's just, you know. <laughs> yeah, here, let me read a little. Johnny, pour me another shot. Johnny, please press the escape button. By the way, Tamar, if this is a bad translation, you, again, you only have yourself to blame. Uh, take me You're to a planet. Missing with- a lot of workplace. Too bad. <laughs> take me to a planet with more space without ego. I don't care whose dick is bigger. My cocaine dealer neighbor keeps blessing me. He says that he finds himself in my music. I ask the aliens to come and abduct us. My neighbor and I will be waiting for you. And later on, he goes, "I want to free." my homeland then leave this place i am emigrating johnny love me take my thoughts and then my liver take me to a planet that has no gravity no flags no land and no national anthem yeah guys that's what we're joining Johnny, 
بيبيع كوكب الوسع في اكتر بلا ايجو بلا بتاع مين اكبر جاري بيبيع كوك في الميلي بدعيلي بقول انه بلاقي حاله في موسيقتي فميلي ميلي يا كائنات لميني انا وجاري مديني بهامي استنى فيكي شارعنا ما في محبة في مطبة بدي ابيع خيش بوني تعمر فيلا واكتب عالدخل هذا من فضل ربي عقلة المتنبي لن انظر خلفي ساغادر متنبي او 50 سنت مش داكر بدي احرر الوطن احط فيو تشاو تشاو بامبينو انا مهاجر يا جوني حبني امسك لي راسي خد لي كبتي خدني عالكوكب ما في جاذبية لا ارض لا علم لا انشد وطنية جاري ببيع في الميل بشكيلي عن were you in when you wrote this were you drunk <laughs> no 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 i wasn't i don't even drink johnny it's 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 you know what meshi means right walking right it's walking yeah so it's johnny, johnny walker. walker yeah of course oh that's the reference of it yeah it's yeah, yeah just yeah we in arabic we say well is she meshi nothing is walking like mm. uh, baby's not you know the thing with the Israeli election it's not working uh, the Trump and the Bernie Sanders it's not working <laughs> whatever's happening in Syria not, you know who's walking Johnny fuck it I'll walk with Johnny Johnny walking that's where the joke came uh, that's where the joke came um, fantastic so- uh, and no it wasn't wrong. I was just you know But then, you know, when you, when you write something like this, I want to write a song political about Johnny Walker. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just, then, then you put, okay, I want Johnny, I want you, please take me, take my heart. Oh, also alcohol takes liver. Take my liver. <laughs> take should, my liver. These things, yeah, these things pop. By the way, is it like, <clears throat> is it, <clears throat> excuse me, is it, is it also kind of like a touchy issue? Uh, I, I apologize if, if I sound kind of ignorant, but is it, is it, a, is it a touchy issue to talk about alcohol, to, to, to sing about alcohol? I mean, is that in a way, you know, kind of giving the middle finger to the conservatives? Uh, um, 
you know, there's there's a lot, there's an amazing big crowd that loves alternative music, and he sees down with the fuck you attitude and with the f- fun attitude, and they are the crowd. You know, I'm not aiming for, uh, you know. Yeah. Let's say that's not. Let's say that this is not the song that created problems with uh, the conservative people. Mm, mm, okay. All right. Look, we got. We're just doing one more song, um, and this is no fear. Like, I think it kind of, kind of, it kind of takes me back to to Lid. And at the beginning there, uh, you, you talk to your kid uh, in the beginning of the of the song. Kids. Two kids. of them. Two of two. them are there. Yeah. How how old are you? How old are your kids? Now, uh, Karim, Karim is uh, almost 11 and Ram is uh, around eight, eight and a half. Mm. And, and you tell him about how you used to be afraid uh, of, 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 you know, the violence back then when you were growing up, but had to show uh, no fear. And you wore that, you know, that baseball hat with the logo. You no had fear. that? Remember that? I, well, I would remember, I had a, I had a t-shirt that had oh. no fear, but, you know, I didn't have any fear growing up in Haifa on the Carmel you know, I was. Yeah, but you nothing. know that you know that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, I, I had. Of course, the logo was. It was very big in Israel back then. Yeah. Um, here's some lyrics. You say, uh, uh, "You will still live inside of me, but I'm announcing that I'm no longer living inside of you. No fear. I'm not afraid of feeling loneliness because it made me know myself. No fear. I'm not afraid of darkness because it made my eyes stronger. No fear. I'm not afraid of darkness as much as I'm afraid of the light. No fear. I'm not afraid to be afraid." No fear. 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 ما بخاف العتمة قد ما بخاف الضيف نو فير ما بخاف ما بخاف ما بخاف اني خاف نو فير هذا تركت الوحدة من يحكي معي هذا طلعت من العتمة شو بصير في عيني نو فير ما بخاف العتمة قد ما بخاف الضيف نو فير ما بخاف اني خاف بخاف التندد بخاف الشكوك بخاف التسرع بخاف السقوط بخاف ما احاول واعلق في لوب بخاف من الكبر وما اشعر نضوج اخذت الخوف من الغير معروف بنيت لنفسي اسم معروف اسم معروف ما بخاف ما بخاف ما بخاف بخاف افشل وبخاف انجح مربيت في بيت فيه قاموس نجاح مشلول حلم الواقف كيف يعلمنا نحلق عغيوم السماء أنا أول من عمل عروض برا بلاد بعدني خايف من الهبوط للوراء من الولد اللي بيسوعش كفين لانو خايف متلي بس حمل سلاح بخاف اموت جدع بخاف عجبان اي خيار تالت مكانش متاح مكانش متاح وإذا حدا أجانب لازم تعبر عن خوفه ما بخاف الوحدة العرفتني علي نو فير ما بخاف العتمة العوط لي عيني نو فير ما بخاف العتمة قد ما بخاف الضيف نو فير ما بخاف ما بخاف ما بخاف اني خاف نو فير هذا تركت الوحدة مين يحكي معي هذا طلعت من العتمة شو بصير في عيني نو فير ما بخاف العتمة قد 
Um, you know, when I heard the song and when I heard the video, when I saw the video as well with, with the image of the No Fear uh, logo there, wearing the hat, um, the first thing that really came to my mind is when you're talking to your kids at the beginning, it really reminds me of, um, of uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, the, the famous uh, uh, American author who, who wrote yeah, yeah, bit, Between, the world, between the world and Me. So, so you know, and he, a letter to his son about racial injustice in the States, about the dangers, you know, the physical dangers of being a black man in America. So when, when you wrote this song, were you, were you writing it for them, for the kids? First of all, when, when, first I'm, I'm going to a different song. We had a song in the, in the album of them called Jesadikhom, Your Body of Theirs. That means your body belongs to them. Your body of theirs. It's about the women. Something that Mesa does. It's and a, we were sitting. A very moving song. The lyrics are just like it's just a very. I really recommend to, to look that up. It's just an amazing, amazing song. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Because over there, if you notice, we talk a lot about the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were sitting here for like two days, arguing with Mesa, mm-hmm. trying to explain to her why we can write better lyrics for women <laughs> uh, arguing arguing and we were like what the fuck are we going to do with this song and it just hit me okay so you keep talking about your body you know who else you know i just read a book about the body the Tanahasi book it's just wait here i just i stood up from this chair just stood up went went to the nearest stimatsky and i got three copies I gave my someone, I gave, it's, it's a short one. It's like this. Yeah, yeah it's right then. Yeah. I gave my someone, I gave Mahmoud one, and we sat, we didn't talk. We just read it in like three, four hours. And boom, we, 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 wrote, we wrote that song. So it, mm-hmm. th- this book have a lot of meanings to me. Um, what was your question? Sorry. Well, I was wondering if the song No Fear, is, is it also maybe connected subconsciously to, to that book, to the, the, uh, Between the World and Me? And, and were you writing like, like Tanahasi was, was talking to his son? When you wrote No Fear, no, no. were you also trying to maybe warn? No, no, because the idea, this idea, it, it was released, released um, later, but it, the idea was written, the visual that I saw was mm. even before I knew the book. Oh, okay. I was... Okay. But I wasn't talking to my sons. I wasn't giving advices. That that's the opposite because the Nahasi, that's that's how you pronounce him? Yeah, yeah. He's giving advices to his son. And that's that's the thing about that song. I'm not giving advices to my son at all. I I really I I noticed that, you know, because I didn't have I was not allowed to be afraid when I was young. Because was living because it was very violent and violence smells fear. So we always had to act tough. Yeah. Even when I had the gun pointed at me, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid. I, at, the, at the minute itself, you know, the mechanism works that you are not afraid. You need to function to survive. Yeah. You know, we are all homo sapiens. That's how you, you need to function to survive. 
So I did survive. And the day after, you you have the time to survive, to, to be afraid. But then everybody's like, did you see how Tamer handled that guy? Oh, no, it's, I, I, I cannot now feel, I cannot be afraid now. Now it's time for me to be a hero and, you know, to enjoy the moment. So then I never got that, I never got that stage to be afraid. Mm, mm. And that was good back then. But now I'm, I'm, I'm in an age where I'm, I'm, a f- I'm, I'm not used to the light. Now I'm on an age where I stand on stage and people love me and they sing my lyrics and I don't understand why because this thing is blocked. This chakra is blocked. Since fear is not allowed to go in, nothing comes in or comes out. No fear, no uh, love, no. So it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's one... It's one gate. So if you shut it in fear, so it's time for me to, to give finally after years to give fear the stage that he asked for. Come, take your 20 minutes of glory. You need to, that, that was the idea. And I couldn't, I couldn't, every word, every line that I wrote for that song, it was written by a grown-up guy that it's explaining how a five years old or a nine years old feel. And I couldn't find the right fear. I couldn't find, I could, I could describe it metaphorically from what I read from book, but I couldn't connect to that fear. So I dropped that song. I, mm. I dropped it. And three years after, I just had an idea. Okay, you cannot ask the kid inside of you anymore. But you can ask your kids, what do you think of the fear? And then I asked them and they just fucking gave me, gave me the language that I was missing. So, okay, my kids didn't see, my kids didn't see a guy was murdered or killed, but for them, if they watched a YouTube, a YouTube, scary YouTube uh, video, they are scared to stay at night and yeah. they use words. I, yeah. I needed them to connect it, to connect me back to that fear that I missed. That's it's like a, it's like a real. To them. It's a genuine fear. It's a primal fear. It's, it's the real thing that kids. Yes, yeah. because I read it in a book. Uh, I read it in a book uh, where a therapy is that it's very hard for a fifty-year-old guy to connect to his fi- to connect to himself when he was five years old mm. and afraid because he have uh, different verbs. He have different terms. You cannot be afraid. You cannot be. When my kid comes and tells me there's a monster under the bed, as much as I convince him, me and you know that we don't believe him. And he knows that you don't believe him, but he believes it. And I needed that belief. I, I, I hope I'm clear. You are. You, you're very clear. Okay, very, clear. Especially Sorry. as a father, I, I totally understand that. Yes. A little, a little more politics before we go. Um, what do you think of the um, demonstrations uh, that we, we're seeing now against the Prime Minister Netanyahu? I mean, there aren't really any... Arabs there, maybe even a few. Dude, as I said, something would. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not. I'm not fight. I don't know. I'm not there. You're not not there because because you just don't feel like it's your game. I I cannot say that it would be unfair because Itamar spoke. Itamar spoke to me a few days ago. And I know that a lot of, a lot of uh, real, um, you know, Jewish activists go there. Yeah. Uh, Yuli, Yuli, um, Yuli Aloni goes there. And I know that some people represent the Palestinian, they fight for the Palestinian cause in a good way. And I know there are Palestinians there. But me as myself, uh, 
I, I, I don't, I'm not sure I believe in demonstration. I know I don't want to say that because it sounds like I'm, um, it's like that someone comes and tell me I don't believe in art. It's not, it's, it's not, it's dissing. I don't have an answer. But you believe in participate. I mean, like in the last elections, you, you, you came out with that song that you called on the Arab people to participate in the vote because there are a lot of people in the Arab sector who say, no, we shouldn't be participating in this, in this political game. But you were there, to, you know, yeah, we have to take part in it. So, I mean, does it connect to uh, here, here? I mean, with the demos, it's kind of like you would think that using the same logic, if you want, if if you if you push people to vote, then you should also be pushing people to demonstrate. I don't know. I don't have a firm. I don't have a firm. Yeah, I don't have. A, I'm I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you shouldn't go and demonstrate. I'm not saying that. Um. And about the election, about the election, it's about we need to elect because we don't have a choice. I wish I, the last thing. I don't like it going to an Israeli Knesset speaking in none of my language, talk about my cause and my, tell my story in, in not my language. I don't like it. Um, but that's, that's the only, that's the only tool that you have. Mm. Um, about the demonstrations, um, it's not fair for me to say, I, I, I respect the people that goes and I think, yeah, they should come. They should go and and make an effect and make a change. But I'm I'm not following the story that much right. to, to give you an opinion. Okay. So, just last question before we go: what What's your uh, What are your dreams? Like, like especially for the for the for the next year or so. Or Told what? you to stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> so, yeah. No, uh, I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of dreams. Um, you know, just. It, it just feels naive and stupid to, to share them and to say them out loud during these days. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, when I'll get out, when we all get out, um, yeah. I hope that... And that know, we all stay healthy. Now, yeah, stay healthy. Yes. Yeah. Tamer, thank you yes. so much for spending so much time with me. I was, it was a fascinating discussion. I really, really appreciate it. And, and I really hope that all your dreams for the upcoming year come true and keep being you know i think you're a real agent of of change uh in this country and uh so i kind of i want to thank you for that for just being you know yeah. the thank person you that you are thank you <laughs> Shukran. Toda. thank you thank Shukran. you very much and that was tamir nafar wow i feel like i could have talked to him for hours if you like this episode, please subscribe to it in your uh, favorite directory. Please share it with your friends and family on social media and come and visit the new website, amikoffman.ghost.io. And if you're not a member, sign up. It's free. And you'll get all the episodes straight to your email, plus, you know, some occasional newsletters. So see you around. Bye-bye.